following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Bang! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 101 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. Stank. Uh, Stank. I, I got to address it right up front because I'm still a little bit hot from it. Uh, first off, welcome uh, to episode 101. Thank you for everyone who's uh, who listened to last week's episode. It's been a big hit. You know, people people love to hear Ryan talk because yeah. I, he just doesn't do that many interviews. So you know, everyone's excited that they finally got to hear that interview. And uh, again, for patron members, we will be having uh, another podcast with Ryan towards the end of the month. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, but there might be some people who aren't listening to this right now. And that's of course, anyone who listens exclusively through, uh, Spotify. And that is because, um, the account just, uh, up and disappeared. Um, uh, yeah, it's, so I'm not exactly too sure what is going on. Like I'm even as we speak now, listen, when you guys listen to this, it, it might be all fixed, but, um, the podcast has seemingly disappeared from Spotify and apparently unless you're fucking Joe Rogan, um, they don't really care to help you because, um, I told them there is literally only one email that could ever be associated with this account. This is the email. Um, and they're insistent of there's nothing ever that's ever been related to hosting a podcast with this email, despite having several emails from spotify about my podcast on their you know on their network um they insist that this email has never been associated to anything so well and not not only that too they're saying like the show doesn't exist but as of right now if you go search on spotify our name will pop up (laughs) and then when you click on it you get an error so like something's going on in spotify um maybe they had a few too many to drink on the fourth but uh we're still trying to figure it out. Yeah, so bear with us. Uh, you know, and again, it might be fixed by the time you're listening to this, but uh, we'll we'll tweet about it as well, just in case it's not fixed, so that all you uh, Spotify listeners will, you know, hopefully for just a week, um, have to go listen via you know Stitcher or uh, Apple or something, Google Play. You you guys can find it. I, I trust all you guys. You guys are all pretty smart. Um, yeah, and if you guys are having any sort of, like, feed issues like that, like, let us know because um, it shouldn't be a, a thing, but uh, appar- apparently it is. Um, Dave, it's also the 4th of July. Um, I'm not a 4th of July guy. Like, do, do you and your family celebrate the 4th of July at all? Well, I'll tell you, like, anytime that there's – a holiday that warrants a day off of work. We're always grilling, so <laughs> we're probably the least USA grilling. I mean, we got some hot dogs, we got some Italian sausage, you know, all the hallmarks. But I also went and got like seven pounds of arrachetas from uh, the local uh, Mexican market by us. So we're gonna be grilling up some Mexican meats to celebrate America. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean. We love it. We got it. We got a great view of like the fireworks in Elgin from our pool. We basically got a 360 degree view and uh, yeah, the girls will enjoy it. Annie's uh, got her drink on already and uh, I'm ready to grill. Dude, I'll I never do anything for the fourth. I can. The only times I've ever done anything for the fourth was like when I was a kid, my, my, uh, parents friends like some family friends they lived out in um bensonville which i'm not sure where it's like it's a suburb of chicago not exactly sure where but i remember we would always go there and uh like we would walk to some park where there were fireworks and that was always pretty much it then there was like one year where like me and like a bunch of my friends and stuff we went to navy pier which listen if you live in chicago and you go to Navy Pier willingly to see these fireworks, you're some sort of masochist sociopath because it is <laughs> the worst. Like getting into the in, into the pier and stuff to see the fireworks, amazing, beautiful, uh, you know, 10 out of 10. Getting out of there is the worst. Oh. It is literally just like, it is like the last half hour of fucking The Dark Knight Rises. It is just people going at it. Like it is the worst. 
Um, so never did that again. And there was a few years where the girl I was dating, her birthday was on the fourth. So I was like, all right, cool. Now we have an excuse to like, you know, do something. But aside from that, I, I don't ever really do anything for the fourth. Like, um, it's, it's like you mentioned, it's a holiday, you know, like we don't have to work, uh, well, at least the next day, but like, we don't have to work. So I'm just like, Hey, by all means, like, um, I'm perfectly like, okay with that. Um, now, now I don't know about you though, too, but like whenever we have like a nice long weekend, I always take the chance to just sleep extra. Like, <laughs> like I played Call of Duty last night, and then I went to sleep around one, and then I woke up at like seven thirty to pee, and I was like, I'm gonna lay down. I woke up at eight thirty, and I was like, I'm gonna sleep till nine, and then I woke up, and it was like ten thirty. I was like, holy shit! So like, I got a lot of sleep today, and uh, I'm feeling well rested. It, it's so nice to just like get sleep, you know. Well, you know what? So <laughs> where I'm currently living, they're doing construction. So I've been forced to wake up early uh, <laughs> and go sleep somewhere else so that uh, I'm not awakened by construction that starts at like right. 7, 8 a.m. Because it, it is just very loud. And so Saturday, they weren't doing construction, but I was like, I'm not going to. I didn't know if they were or weren't. So, or you know what? They were doing it. They just weren't doing it. I would have been fine sleeping in my room. I wound up having to like sleep like in the office on my little, on this like little couch and like, whew, boy, did it do wonders for my neck. But today I definitely just fucking, I slept in. It was, it was so great. Well, and on top of like, um, so I, I might've, I might've talked about it before and that one of my wisdom teeth, it's coming in. And whenever it starts to come in, I feel like I'm getting sick. Like I, or I, I get sick for like a few days um and it's always the worst just because especially like right when covid started i was i was always convinced i had covid um never did ever every single time when i got tested they were like no you're fine and probably just your fucking stupid baby wisdom tooth you know i'm an adult man david why am i still growing teeth it's, it makes no sense but so all, yeah so all week i've been like feeling shitty and i've been taking like cold medicine at night to just help me knock out and it's been the best. I fucking, I knock out and I wake up and I'm just like, oh, like, and that's, I'm hoping tomorrow they don't work so that I can also sleep in. But I'll, yeah. I'll tell you this. So where, where I stay, where I live, there was a lot of fireworks going off. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. But what it sounded like, so it sounded like in the building next door to me, that's, you know, it's not occupied because of all the fireworks, it sounded like there was like things being knocked over in there. Right. So there I am. I'm rewatching Spider-Man, the first one, because uh, I want I needed some more uh, Bokeem Woodbine in my life. And so I'm like rewatching it and I hear noises. I go, God damn it. So I'm fucking terrified. I'm like, all right, well. Let me go explore. I hopefully there is no no one that's broken into this building and you know right. trying to 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 kill me or you know do anything to me. It was just the fireworks. Like the fireworks were so loud that everything everything was just vibrating. It was like that scene in Jurassic Park. I was like Jesus Christ. And then I figured I was like you know what I was like I'm probably not gonna go out much Sunday. Um, cause I mean, again, as of right now, I have no 4th of July plans. So I was like, I'm probably not going to go out except for maybe like to grab something to eat. I'm like, and I need to fill up my gas. So I was like, I'll go get gas now. So this is probably around midnight yesterday. It, like driving up and down the expressway, every neighborhood was just lit up. Fireworks was just going off nonstop. It was beautiful to see. But I can only imagine how much crazier it's going to be like tonight that it's like the actual oh. fourth. Like it was just, it was insane. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, lately a lot of stuff's been coming up about like, oh, be careful about uh, your veterans and, you know, dogs and woodland creatures being affected. You know, that that is something to consider. Also, there's also the dickheads that will, they will be doing the fireworks like for a week straight until 4th of July and then like a week straight after because they got all got leftovers and shit. So this is going to be a pretty loud well, week, I think. You, you know, fucking stupid Michael, he went and bought fireworks. This guy waited until uh, the Friday before the 4th of July. Um, 
despite being told by like Julio, who he's like, Hey, like, let me know and I'll get you fireworks ahead of time. Right. And I love Michael. Michael is like my big brother, but I was, I was hoping so much that he would go and just like as a lesson, just to teach him a lesson that like he would get caught and they'd be like, sorry, you can't bring these fireworks with you. Um, but he made it safe. He made it back with all these fireworks, but it just reminded me of when I was the last time I went to Indiana for fireworks, it was maybe like a sixth or seventh grade. It was me and uh, my best friend, Ivan. We went with my cousin cause she was like, Oh yeah, we're going. And I remember we each had 20 bucks. And so we we're just like, all right, fuck it come on like 20 bucks maybe that'll get us some good stuff 20 bucks can 20 bucks can get you a lot of fucking fireworks like because it was it was one of those things where um one we were stealing a lot of fireworks as well we we brought our cargo shorts and anything we could take we could fit in our pockets we fucking we fit in there um but like there was a lot of fireworks too where it was like oh buy one of these get four for free you know and it was just like all right cool so we did that and then also like up at the register, you know, it was like, oh, if you spent this much, you know, you get, uh, they'll give you like extra fireworks. And I think the lady took sympathy on these two little boys who were like pooling together whatever money they had. And she just like gave us a bunch of shit. And I just, nice. I, and I remember like that week, um, we were just like dickheads with fireworks. Like we would grab bottle rockets, light them and just like shoot them off at each other or, oh you know like they'll have like the giant string of fireworks it's like one long wig attached to like tiny ones and it will just like pop off we would we would grab them light them and throw them at each other and like hope that it wouldn't like explode in our hands like by all means we should both be missing several appendages based on how like uh reckless we were um but it never happened it it just it, it never happened and luckily you know um we were fine we were okay well, you know, that's, uh, I, I think firework wars is like very much a boy thing. Like me and my brother, man, the last time we did that was maybe like 15 years ago, but we, it was, uh, me and my brother on the shore. And then on this pond was my wife and my best friend Krieger. And we were just having a bottle rocket war where we were just like launching, like we were setting up like little PVC tubes and like aiming it. And then Annie direct hit me with one, like it hit me in the chest <laughs> and it was like trying to go through me. So it was going, I was like, holy shit, I'm going to die. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I hope uh, stupid Michael doesn't blow his tiny little woman hands off. Did, did, you, did you guys ever launch Roman candles at each other? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was also a thing. Also, whole, oh, breaking news, Michael trying to grow a mustache. Yeah, well, uh, okay. well first of all, yeah, because in Dynamite, <laughs> the Bucks and Kenny all had, like, Triple H mustaches. And then Michael Posey said, I guess we're all growing mustaches. But everyone's like, what do you mean we? Because, like, have you ever seen this guy's facial hair? It's the worst. Well, on top of, like, we've all got mustaches because we've all got beards. Yeah. And Michael's got like a thin like strap. Like, imagine if you were putting on like your first uh, bike helmet <laughs> when you train, and then that little strap that goes under your chin, you know. Or like when <laughs> when your teacher's like, "All right, let's put on our thinking caps." That's what Michael does, but he just has the strap. He doesn't actually have the thinking cap, you know. Yeah. So, so uh, poor guy. yeah, poor little guy. <laughs> poor little guy just wants to grow a mustache. So. Um, Michael mustache, you know, uh, watch will we'll be a thing. Hopefully by next week, he says, supposedly if you give it a week, he can grow uh, like a, a Mexican dad mustache. So, um, like John Watts. yeah, let's, Hey, let's see what it looks like the next time, you know, uh, we, we get together here at the podcast. Um, Dave, I, I did totally forget to mention though. Um, thank you. Thank you to everyone who's purchased, uh, last week on episode 100, uh, we dropped a new T-shirt, the uh, you know Kid Cash Ryan Barkin T-shirt, and I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Clifford Fraser, uh, Money Matt Nicks, and Jesse Kohlenberg because uh, they went and purchased one. And if you're listening to this before noon uh, Central Standard Time, you can still go ahead and purchase one. Uh, you know we still have a Fourth of July sale running, uh, and yeah, it is just it is such a, a glorious glorious T-shirt. Yeah, I wish I wish we had video footage of Ryan getting it. I know Frank was gonna do that, but he got he got called away. But like, <laughs> Ryan's simultaneously 
like proud of Kid Cash and he cringes at any reference of it. So it was a weird mixture of seeing that on his face, but uh, it was yeah. pretty funny. And you know, hey, I also wanted to, uh, you know, again, thank you to everyone who's congratulated us on on reaching episode one hundred. Yes. You know, especially uh, John Pollock over at Post Wrestling. You know, he he posted like a, a, a nice tweet congratulating us and like there's so many of these people that like I went out of my way as well to like email and stuff that like without them, you know, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been possible. You know, like right. a lot of these people like helped us be it, you know, a retweet, a repost, telling their friends, telling their family, like it does mean a lot to us because when, you know, when Dave and I first started this, we were on the assumption Nobody gives a fuck, and people will stop listening by like episode ten or something like that. And everyone's stuck around. There's been, you know, a lot of day oneers and people who, who just, you know, who this might be their first episode. And if it is, go back and listen to some of our past episodes. You know, there's so many, so many fun ones that we've, uh, you know, done and we've accumulated. And it, it's just, it's always great, always great whenever, um, you know, we're able to to have new fans of the show new friends of the show and uh you know as, as well as like you know all the past episodes we do have a patreon and this week actually uh like right before we we started recording this we came up with uh, the idea for a fun uh a two-parter so yes. um if you're a member of the five dollar patreon every week you get uh, an episode of scrum and Stings family video which i i'll suggest like uh this last one that we did, like if you're not part of the, if you're not part of the Patreon, uh, and you're kind of on the fence about it, you know, we, we've released some of our free movie reviews and like kill bill with Brody King once upon a time in Hollywood, maybe like one or two more in there. Um, but we did a really like fun one on uh queen and slim, the 2019 movie starring Daniel Kaluuya. And like, that one is just one of my favorite episodes. It was so good. Like so good, yeah. of, such so good of a movie. Like I'm not saying, Oh, we did so great. Like it was such, such it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a great movie. And like more people should, you know, watch it. And, and you know, we've, we've got some fun stuff coming up as well. Um, but yeah. you know, this week we were kind of talking because we've also, if you're a member of the $10 or above tier, you get uh, a third, uh, biweekly show. Um, there's, been go go scrum and stink which has sort of been our power rangers retrospective that we've done in the past and uh we as of recently we started up a uh, scrum and stink detective agency where we've talked to mothman um the hopkinsville goblins and uh you know we were kind of talking back and forth we're like what should we do and we kind of came up with the idea of doing like a fun little two-parter so if you're a member of the ten dollar and above tier this week, you know, the the episode that we're doing on uh, Scrum and Stakes Detective Agency is going to circle around Luca Magnata. Um, if the name sounds familiar, you know it's because he is uh, um, the star of the movie. I mean, not the star. Uh, you know, he is a subject about the the documentary on Netflix called "Don't Fuck with Cats." Um, yes. Crazy fucking story. Like it is a crazy story. You know, it's. Uh, with i just i it's hard to talk about without giving too much away um it's not for the faint of heart i will say that like if you are um if you love animals if you love cats yeah might not be for you um but it's just it's interesting to look at the mind of this person especially with how far and how in depth he went at doing you know the things that he did and so yeah this week you know we'll have uh, an episode just kind of around him in particular on wednesday and then friday it'll be about the it's a three-part like series on netflix um maybe about like an hour long each it's fascinating like it, it's really really fascinating called don't fuck with cats so that'll be dropping this week because like man it is just there's so much to talk about when it comes to that case yeah it is deep and well, no, I was going to say something, but I don't want to spoil it. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and hey, hey, you know, while while we're talking about the the Patreon, um, might as well just shout out some of these Patreon people because, of course, um, you know, it's because of them that, you know, we're able to to pay for, like, all, like, the, the hosting fees and we're able to afford, like, this newer equipment, which, um, you know, it's it's not cheap. Like, as, yeah. as we talk about it with Ryan, um, you know, from the get-go he was like don't ask for fucking money for any equipment or anything like that because you know it's our own thing and hey rightfully so um 
but yeah you know thank you to everyone you know who support us enough to you know to subscribe to the patreon and of course it's patreon.com forward slash pwtcast if you are interested in joining um of course give a shout out to uh, clifford frazier jesse kohlenberg uh, Mark Villanueva, Joshua Davis, Ryan Mears, who celebrated two years of sobriety today. Um, Congratulations. So shout out the invincible man himself, Ryan Mears. Uh, our man, Neil Flanagan, who we will be hearing soon, um, along with Clifford Frazier, uh, Forrest Grump and Stinks family video, uh, Shannon Howanick, Jonathan Mayer, Hot Topic Joe, Ryan Crossley, as well, we'll be hearing from him, uh, Taffy, Vivian, of course, who she's super into all those like murder mystery shit. So she'll be, she'll be a guest on Scrump and Stinks detective agency soon. Um, our man, Anthony Torres, Brandon from New Jersey, WH park, John Ceno, uh, my Godfather, Jesus, uh, shout out, shout out Jesus, uh, Brad, uh, Brad over from, you know, newest member of the PWT cast. And, uh, we have a brand new, we have a brand new patron, our boy, Moises Garcia. I I hope I'm saying it right, Moises. If not, I apologize. Just message us and let us know how it, if, if that is not how it's pronounced. Uh, but thank you again to everyone who subscribes to the Patreon because, again, like it means a lot to us that uh, you know you guys fuck with us that much. Um, I mentioned Vivian. Uh, I mention her every week. Is you know she, she's the third Beatle of the show. Yes. So I was watching this new Netflix movie, Fear Street, 1994, part one. It's like a, a three-part series um, kind of based. I don't know if it's based exactly on the Fear Street books. Like, I'm, I'm much more of a Goosebumps man, not much of a Fear Street kid, you know? Um, but this first one is like, it's, you know, I, I won't get into spoilers or anything. It, it's good. I, I really enjoy it. It almost, like, I saw someone say it's like Screams meets Stranger Things, Um I was like, sure, maybe somewhere between that, but it, it's pretty good. But the one thing that stuck out to me the most was how much uh, the lead actress, the the lead actor, uh, in in the movie, looks just like Vivian. Like I messaged her yesterday. The the, the actress's name is uh, Kiana Madeira. I'm watching this and I'm just like, holy shit! Like, looks just like Vivian, like to the point where. I, I was probably more into the movie itself because I'm like, hell yeah, that's my fucking that's my friend Vivian right there. She's the the you know the protagonist in this film. And it was just like so trippy. Like I don't I, I can't really recall like any other like movies or or shows where I mean I have some I know some people who are actors, but never anyone like that I personally know like that. And I think it's like for the best because it's a hundred percent a distraction, you know? Like I could only imagine if we personally knew someone like a, I don't know, like if we knew Brad Pitt, you right? Know, if you personally know Brad Pitt and then you go watch Brad Pitt movies, it's probably one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, that's fun, that's cool, or it's just like weird because you know the person, you know? Right. You, know, you, you can see all their weird ticks that no one ever, no one notices, but since you're their friend, you're like, ah, he's doing that blinking thing again. <laughs> yeah i mean and this yeah. just means that i'm just gonna now tell people that that is in fact vivian like if, yeah why anyone would ask i don't know but if they do i'm gonna be like oh yeah yeah, yeah. no no that's vivian they're like really from lakeview and be like yeah it's fucked up right she's an actress now um but yeah <laughs> no it's a good movie i would definitely recommend i know you unfortunately haven't gotten the chance to watch it yet but yeah no i i, I keep asking the kids like hey you want to watch fear street and they're like yeah i guess I'm like, all right, let's watch it now. And they're like, nah, not now. And I'm like, God damn it. No, I'm I'm excited. And like again, Netflix is doing this like weird un you know, unbecoming of them where they're releasing it not all at once. You know, there's um the first one that came out was like ninety four, which uh I will say a little heavy handed with how much it is the nineties. Like mm-hmm. especially with their soundtrack where it's a lot of like, This is all the music from the early nineties, you remember? And it's like, Yeah, yeah. all right, I get it. <laughs> um but uh, the next one is like I think it takes place in like the seventies, um, and the one before that, and then the one after that. Like it's presumably, it, and again, once you see it, you're like, oh, okay, I see how it all kind of connects. But it's fun. Like I love like anthologies like that. You know, like um, American Horror Story for the first few seasons. I was like, I was super big on that, especially when like, you know, you sit there and be like, wait, is this is this all connected? Like, what's going on here? Um, sort of, it sort of reminded me like an early MCU, if that makes any sense. Yeah, a little bit. I, I gotta say, like, so I saw the trailers for it, and like, they didn't seem that scary to me. But 
I just kept thinking. I was like, they're so they're like they're doing one like every week or every two weeks or something. But it kind of just seems like a, th- a three episode season. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. And then they're just doing one every uh, every week or something. Well, the, like again, Many movies. I, I mean, this one it was about like an hour forty, and the story definitely wrapped up. Yeah, but like the next one is definitely like, oh, God damn it. Like, yeah. Like I, I'm feeling all three are by the end. You're like, Oh, they're all connected. They're like, all, they're all connected by a, by a thread of some, they're all connected. Oh God. Yeah. I'm, they're all connected in a way, but yeah, I, yeah. I get what you mean. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Um, what do you call it? So like, um, Oh, I'm terrible at transitioning. I sorry, I just had a brain fart. I don't care. I'm not even gonna edit that out because you know what? Real professionals they mess up. They're not always yeah. that great. Um, no, I guess we could talk about it now we're because fake, we're not fake robots like a certain show that we watch. How's that for a segue? Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Loki. <laughs> um, yeah. We didn't talk about it last week because uh, again, there was just so much going on last week that we want to talk about it. Um, Episode three of Loki, I did not care for. Like, um, loved it. Really, episode three, oh, Lamentus. It, it was one of the best to, to me. To me, it was like, and it's funny because I, I think it was like Kevin Smith who talked about it, where he's like, "Oh, you know," he's like, uh, "Whenever people are like, why don't you direct an MCU show?" He's like, "I can't because it would just be a bunch of people like, uh, you know, just walking around doing nothing or just standing around talking." And that's literally what this like episode was. Um, no, I mean, I, I like, I liked it, but it was just, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. It was just one of those like, all right, all right, come on, like let's let's get to it. But I get it. You had to have it so that you establish the relationship with Sylvie and Loki. But episode four, holy shit! Like just from beginning to end, that was like, oh my god. And of course, if you haven't seen Loki, like we're gonna spoil the shit out of episode, you know, three yeah. episodes three and four. So I don't know. Well, I'll- Speaking of this episode, this was pretty divisive too because I thought I saw – I could be wrong. I should have double-checked before I say this. But I thought I saw like IGN give it like a 3 or a 4 out of 10 saying that like the only thing that redeemed it was you know the end credit – the mid-credits scene. But I was like, what are you guys talking about? This is great. The whole episode was awesome. Yeah, that's – what the fuck? So uh, Yeah. A lot of people were like, oh, it was so talk-heavy in the front and action-heavy at the end. But I was like, man, that that that's what made it good to me. I don't know. Yeah, no, I I definitely like. Um, I'm trying to look up now to see if I can find what the fuck IGN said about it. Um, but it could, it could have been a, a meme. But I thought I thought I saw. No, I gotta look it up. I'm gonna look like an idiot. No, no, no <laughs> you're like fine. No, I mean, so I, I'll say it's definitely like the post credits. It's so you know we find out through that episode that you know of course in, in episode three we find out that everyone working for the TVA, uh, they're all variants. You know, right. none of them were born there, which again l- lends so much more credence to. I'm at this point a thousand percent convinced we are, uh, you know, in the quantum realm. And, you know, that's why time moves slower. That's why, like, uh, it's both, like, futuristic and you can't really place it in a, in a specific place yeah. in time. Um, and, yeah, I'm, just, I'm convinced Kang is showing up at the end. If anything, you know, he'll well, he'll get, like, the Thanos treatment where you kind of just see him and, you know, that's that. But, um, you know, they're confronted. The TVA is confronted with it. People are starting to realize, like, what the fuck is really going on. And we find out that you know these time lords are fake; they they're not real. They're robots. They're cyborgs. Yeah. And you know the last we see of Loki, he gets uh, killed, dissolved. I, f- I forget exactly what the word is. Uh, erased. Erased. Yeah. And he wakes up seemingly like a post-apocalyptic New York, uh, and is seen very reminiscent of the Avengers, where you know he wakes up and he sees uh, boastful Loki, kid Loki. Alligator Loki, and of course my favorite, classic Loki, because fucking accurate, yeah, dude. Richard uh, Richard Grant fucking pulls that off. Um, yeah, and I'm so much. I'm so excited for episodes five and and six now because again, there's only two episodes left. But like, holy shit, like it's just it's amazing, you know. And I think doesn't doesn't Black Widow come out this week? 
on the ninth yeah oh shit yeah dang so yeah i mean here's the thing i I love about marvel is that um like dc always has a problem with how they represent their heroes like i love man of steel and everything and listen this is a conversation that goes in circles all the time but like you know they'll, they'll take superman and when you think of superman you think of blue red yellow brights primary colors and then they desaturate and like tone down all the like it's maroon and navy blue and like dark yellow and then marvel you know the whole marvel studios thing is they'll give you like nods to the comic accurate like seeing comic loki like if you look at it on the comic book page you're like that would be too silly to work in real life and then they do one and you're like wow that looks great. Or in, in WandaVision, you know, WandaVision for all the problems that that show had, like everyone loved her Halloween costume as comic accurate, uh, Scarlet witch. Like everyone's like, wow, that, that actually does look good. So like, I like that they're not scared. And then also that, um, you know, now that they're playing with this multiverse stuff, like they can do something like that and be like, there is, there is a universe where that looks good and that's how they dress. And you know, it's a nice way to tie in everything. They're, they're very smart about the stuff that they do. And also I got to say, um, so in episode four, uh, Mobius finally understands that Loki was not lying to him that, you know, like you said, everyone in the TVA is a variant. And, uh, you know, he goes, well, he, he says to Loki, what am I supposed to do? Trust two Lokis? And he goes, why don't you just trust a friend? And then they step out and Ravana's there and he does this little speech. He's like, you know where I'd like to go when I die? Back to where I came from before the timekeepers kidnapped me. And then he gets, you know, erased. He gets pruned. And then in, I'm like, no, like I'm watching. And I'm like, no. And I just realized I feel more, uh, connective feelings with a paper pushing time agent that I've only seen in like three or four episodes that I've done for any DC. Like if, if Ben Affleck Batman died, I wouldn't care. Henry Cavill Superman died from doomsday. I didn't give a shit. You know what I mean? Steve from wonder woman dies a couple times. I didn't care as much as I did about Mobius. How weird is that? No, I totally, I, I totally get that. And like, I don't even think it's one of those like, oh, you guys are a barbell of ad boys. It's more so just like, well, no, because like, it's just. They gave us stuff to love. Yeah, they gave you stuff to love. It's, you know, and listen, if, if there were some Batman or Superman TV show, like, and we spent, you know, some more time with them, like maybe, but it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, like they, you know very quickly you you grow this emotional and you emotionally invest into this character and yeah you feel something when they die it's not just like oh because i mean listen to me one of the most heartbreaking scenes in any movie is that opening of uh what is it infinity war uh right yeah endgame and infinity war yeah. Infinity War is the first one. Infinity War, where Loki, like we had just seen him in oh, in Thor yes. Ragnarok, like you know he's been so jealous of his brother and just like constantly trying to fuck him over for so long until like they finally you know like came you know they're finally at peace with one another, finally being brothers. They're, he's they're finally getting the chance at like all right you know like part two of our of our relationship now that isn't so tumultuous and. Loki gives his life for his brother you know first off again like th- there's this the beautiful callback to like the first avengers movie you know where thanos so they're like oh blah 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 we got this and he's like yeah well, we got a hulk and fucking hulk comes busting in through there and even like even then at the last possible fucking moment loki is still trying to fuck over like thanos and you know it's like it's just it's all he knows and you know you see thor watch him die well, and also in that moment, there's a nice subversion, right? So here we have Loki doing seemingly what a Loki does, right? He goes and he goes, ah, well, I was on your side the whole time, right? And here, I give this to you. And then, you, you know, you Thor, from his perspective, sees the dagger materialize. And all Thor wants is for Loki to just be Loki. He's like, don't do that, please. You'll be safe if you just go with Thor. And he's like, no, he's, you can almost see him shaking his head like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And finally, Loki is using his 
trickster mischief for what he believes to be good, right? He's like, I'm going to stab Thanos right in the throat. And, you know, he he pays the price for it. But, yeah, the whole – Thor started out as a really bland character. And by the time Taika Waititi got to it and then, you know, we're talking like the Infinity War stuff, I mean, what those two characters couldn't be more nuanced. It, and, like, it's beautiful. And so, like, we get to see that – played out even more because like this Loki in the show hadn't had all that character development and he's doing it again, you know, through a side channel, which is like, it's been a brilliant piece of acting on Tom Hiddleston's part, but. Oh, of course. Very much in the same way that like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, like to me at least is Dr. Strange. Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Like Tom Hiddleston is Loki because like, yeah, you know, he just, he nails it. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to, you know, to see what comes next. Like, I mean, again, with Marvel, like two years ago, did not give a fuck about this Black Widow movie. I was just like, oh, whatever. But now I'm at the point where I'm like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Let's watch. Like, yeah. let's, let's go. Let's see what happens. Like, Shang-Chi as well. Like, I don't know if we talked about it. Shang-Chi, the, the, they released a second trailer and it fucking looks awesome. <laughs> and it features a scene in which Abomination is fighting Wong. Wong, yeah. And they confirmed that it is Wong. Yeah, Kevin Feige confirmed it. And it's like, all right. It's like, well, who's uh you know one who's using abomination because abomination was sent to the raft at right. the last time we remember him so is it uh you know it, there's just so many interesting questions there going on um it's like some other like and i was reading some things too where like i guess black panther 2 is in production like currently yes. uh which is fucking great you know you have all the marvel shows like being filmed right now and just like spider-man what is it no way home yeah that's seemingly like a trailer for that i wouldn't be shocked if we saw it with you know with like a shang chi or eternals because those two are, are coming fucking pretty soon as well and it's just like oh yeah. yeah for for as long as we're deprived of these marvel movies and properties like give me give me all of it i will never be like oh there's actually too much marvel right now um never you know uh, but and here's too like with black panther 2 coming out with you know Chadwick Boseman dying, for for just about anyone else on, on any other studio on the planet, I'd be like, "There's no way you can thread that needle and make it good." But like Marvel, just like in my opinion, especially now, can do no wrong. Like I have no doubt that they've done some kind of thoughtful tribute to him, some way to make the story make sense and be impactful, and somehow take that untimely death and make it like the black Panther franchise, even more powerful, you know, because, you know, because of it. So I'm really interested. I'm really excited. And like, I've got no worries. I've got no worries that these guys will stick the landing every time. I saw a lot of discourse online about people, people that are convinced that Michael B. Jordan is going to uh, show up and be the new black Panther, which is funny to me because it's like one, like this guy fucked over so many Wakandans. You know, right. and it's like two. It's like, sure, we didn't necessarily see him die because I, I guess I, look. The common thing I saw was, you know, there's the line, the most fucked up line that I, I, I still can't believe is uttered within a Marvel movie. You know, where it's like, bury me at seas like my ancestors, right? You know, and people are like, well, what if he falls into the sea and then he goes into Atlantis and then they revive him? And it's just like, sure, maybe, yeah, but like he's dead you know we saw him die the same way his father died you know getting claws to the chest like he's dead Um, yeah he's no i'm so excited for that though and like so there's it's funny how like i often talk about how like everything is wrestling um this week robert downey jr changed the header on his twitter which for the longest was like him as iron man changed that and like unfollowed everyone marvel related and people were like, oh. yeah, on his like social media, on his Instagram and Twitter, and people were like, oh, like, he's over. Like, he's, you know, he, I guess he's done. He's finally moved on from, like, Marvel. And part of me is like, yeah, but. It's a ploy. I know, I just, I know enough wrestling where I'm like, but is he really? Like, I don't yeah, know, you just- know, I mean, and who knows? <laughs> Ma- you know, maybe it is that. Maybe he's like, hey, like, I don't know, maybe there's some sort of some shit going on at marvel 
And he's just like, nah, I don't want anything to do with it. I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of disagreement. Maybe some sort of backstage politics. And he's like, fuck Marvel, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Maybe he's being cute. And he knows, you know, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm fucking with these people because I know something is up. He does what he said, yeah. Or, or maybe he, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the case may be. But it's like, I've said it from, you know, I've said it plenty of times, like, I'm all for bringing back Iron Man and Captain America. And I know it's like, well, if death isn't permanent, then like what stakes are really like, what stakes really matter. But I don't know. I mean, it, to me, I, I think it's a shame that we will never get, cause I mean, cause even then you have the multiverse coming up. So what's to say you can't bring in another Steve Rogers or another Tony Stark, you know, like to me, again, it doesn't diminish because it's comic books and it happens all the time, you know? Like, it to me, it won't be any lesser for Iron Man to have died and then you bring in a new Iron Man, you know? And even if it still is Robert Downey Jr., because it's like, that still mattered. He still did that. That character that we were emotionally attached with still, you know, did something. Very much right. the same way with that cat with Steve Rogers, where it's just like, yeah, you can bring him back, like... There, there's no written rules. There's no written rules where you know if they bring them back that like you know the the movie police will show up and go nope 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 sorry you guys are all going to jail because of this you know like to me I don't know it just does diminish that you know like very much in the same way with like uh you know people are always like no like if a wrestler's retired they have to stay retired and they can't ever come back it's like yeah sure if you come back on a fucking Saudi Arabia like show where it's just four dudes that can't fucking hang and they all fucking hurt each other and like concuss each other. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have that. But like if a Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles are like, hey, Sean, go fucking go put on those fucking silly Jesus pants of yours. Like we're going to fucking wrestle. It yeah. would be good. Very much in the same way where like if you write something and that's what Robert Downey Jr. has said. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast and he said like, hey, if there's something good enough that would interest me. Like I would a hundred percent come back. Like it's the same way. Like people are always like, again, bringing it back to wrestling. They're always like, soon punk, soon punk. And it's like, dude, this guy said, like, if there's something that interests him, he will come back. But like, clearly like it's either any you know, story or money. One of the fucking two, I don't know. I don't know the guy like that, but like he hasn't wanted to come back. And I very much think that, you know, Chris Evans, who supposedly he's fucking, he's coming back, you know? Um, right. I don't know, like, it's, like, how do you feel about, like, a, you know, a post-end game world where we bring back a Tony Stark and a Steve Rogers? Well, I, I always thought you could bring Tony Stark back at the very, very least as an AI for whoever the successor for Iron Man would be. Um, in the same way, like, if he made Jarvis and who was the new one, Veronica, if he made those and also Edith for Spider-Man, love him or hate him tony stark is very egocentric it i cannot tell you that he probably did not experiment with an ai based around him personally so like i can see that happening at the very least and then the other thing is if you don't want to fuck up the timeline and again i i understand the stakes argument but like we're opening it up where there's so many universes they're doing the what if thing like there's so many instances that play where you can still have the character and in the main timeline, you know, he's not there. Same thing with Tony Stark. Um, you can show stuff that's happened between world war two and the current time for cap. There's, there's all sorts of creative ways to show off Steve Rogers specifically and, uh, Iron Man. So like I said, if anyone can figure it out, it's Marvel. They've got a bunch of people on it, figuring out, making it the least corny way to do something like that. So I'm sure something that like that's probably been extensively discussed. And we're probably just working out the, the details at this point. I mean, they're doing it with Black Widow. You know? Yeah. Like, that's, a, that's a perfect example. You have a brand new Black Widow movie that's set in the recent past after she died and couldn't come back. Right? So, like, it makes – like. I have a feeling that this is testing the waters for something like that. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I'd be for it, I guess is what I want to say. Um, another, so another show that like, I've been like really surprised by it. And as far as like how good it's been so far, and I, I know you, you, you don't really watch it, but it's Dave. Um, 
yeah. Dave, it's it's in its third episode, and it's just they've been or fourth episode now, and they've been just fucking crushing it. Like, um, there's like a really heartbreaking scene in like episode two of this current season, and not heartbreaking in like a traditional sense, but it was just more so like, um, so uh, last season again, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it, but like little Dicky breaks up with his girlfriend, um, Allie. Like, it's one of those, like he, I guess he he feels like you know she's not supportive enough of him like it's 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 a sad scene they're like at a wedding and he just like leaves her but prior to that episode um like they're on their way to you know this wedding and he's like recording some stuff in autotune and it's just like nice kind of like you know like emotional beat and he has her record some stuff and it's just like a really nice heartfelt moment you know and like episode one and two you can tell he's like he's missing her and he sees a girl who kind of looks like her and they go back to his apartment and he's trying to recreate that moment with her like literally where he's like he puts on the auto tune that same beat he's like come on he's like just say anything and the girl she's like uh anything he's like no literally just talk about something about anything and she's like uh i don't know what to talk about and he's like please just like stocks and bonds she's like I don't know anything about stocks and like it's just one of those things and that, to me and I had a conversation with a few other dudes where it's like oof I've definitely been there where it's just like you know where it's like oh now here's this new girl who kind of reminds me of this other girl I used to date and like trying to recreate those memories or like a certain situation and it's just not going the way it, you know it, it went before and again like from a show like you know like dave which is i've often compared it to like um sort of like curb your enthusiasm you know like i just didn't expect it to get like that deep and right. conversely you know like the next ep the, the very next episode after that we were just like oh you you know you fucking it's just something so deep it's like uh you have um benny blanco who's this like real life like major producer you know he's makes all the music for all the stars him and dave they have this like very clearly like homoerotic relationship but like there's no context of like oh they're actually gay they're just doing they're doing things that like um normally you know people would consider very like homosexual things you know like and you have like you have the character of gata you know who's black and his one other black friend come over and they're just like uncomfortable with it and they're just, and, and there's like there's a talk about like why are you guys like uncomfortable with this i thought you guys were like pro gay and stuff and you know they're like yeah they're like but you guys are afforded the opportunity to do those things because within our community we can't do those things without being ostracized you know like right. as like a black man you have to like build this shield around you where you're tough you don't display emotions you don't talk about your feelings let alone like put gum in each other's like butts and like blow bubble you know things like that and it's just like one of those things where you're just like huh okay like i guess like you know like the way they address things and like even more so like recently like uh this ep this last episode had kareem abdul jabbar in it because and it, it comes from like he did i mean you know little dicky notoriously like a, a big uh basketball fan and I believe Kareem played for the Sixers, no? At some point? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, he's he's a Philly boy. So he makes a song about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and in, like, in within the context of the episode, it's, like, the episode, you know, he, like, removes Kareem Abdul's head and little Diggy puts his own head on there. And I don't know if Kareem Abdul-Jabbar does this in real life, but, like, in that episode, he writes a lot of, like, articles on like social like uh social political like issues you know and so right. i think he's like fuck and he's like oh you know like you're uh you're doing a black scent you know a black accent and it's just like all this talk where it's like you know dicky talks where he's like well he's like i'm doing it yes because i want people to take this music seriously like if i do it within my own voice they kind of categorize me as a joke as a parody you know with like lonely island he goes so i do this voice you know he's like if it is like cultural appropriation it's not that's not the intent but i guess technically that is what you would call it and again it's just like it's always one of those things where like you don't really like think about that with like where white rappers have to do like 
the black right. scent. They have to do that because if you don't, then you, you sort of do get categorized like as like a weird owl, like we're joking just I don't know, man. Like again, like four episodes in and for just what's supposed to be like a random, like silly show where like it's just it's been so good. And I, I would recommend I know you know, you said you, you watched part of it and it really wasn't your thing, but like I gotta say, when it like that's that uh, situation specifically, the black scent, right? Mm-hmm. It's weird because, um, like, as a society, we're a little more woke than we used to be, and we're a little more conscious conscious about things like that. I always thought it was weird um, whenever you accuse someone of stereotype simply because you recognize it. So. I'll give you I'll give you a good example. Uh, in one of the Transformers movies, there were two cars that had an accent, and people were like, "That's racist. That's a racist black accent." And it's like, but they're cars. They were like a, a red and green car, right? They they weren't saying it was from African American culture, but people recognized the stereotype in just hearing the voice. And when you do that, one does that make you uh, a proprietor of that stereotype, the, the fact that you would say that's that's a black accent. I I know that whenever I hear you. Do you know what I'm saying? Are you implicating yourself? I, I get I get it, what you mean. And also, if if we're to say that doesn't exist, then someone like Little Dicky doing it should be no problem. Or are we saying it does exist? So, like, whenever it comes to stereotyping things, like, it, that is, like, such a sticky issue. And I, I've never really seen anyone, like, tackle something satirically that way um, in a really nuanced way. Like, the the, uh, the comedian David Cross, I don't know if you know who that is, but he was yeah. on Arrested Development, Tobias Funke. Um, on one of his comedy albums he talks about quote-unquote gay voice and like again i don't want to be a stereotypical person but like i think we know what he's talking you know that uh that valley girl style affectation Mm -hmm. and he made a joke where he said not all gay people do that voice but only gay people do that voice and you know something like that may not fly right now but it's weird that like there's certain things that we can just pinpoint and recognize but it it's weird to verbalize that we notice that I mean, I'll say, like, growing up in the city, um, there's people that, based on, like, what neighborhood they grew up in, they will they will adopt that accent, you know? Like, I mean, there, there's someone that used to work with us who was dating uh, a coworker of ours who was black, and whenever she was talking to anyone that wasn't him— she had, right. she had a normal voice. She spoke just like this. But whenever she talked to him, it was just like all of a sudden it was just like these like very performative. Very performative, yeah. And it was and I like <laughs> Yeah. And it was just like, but like we you we know that's not how you speak. Right. Because we hear you speak, you know? And it was like again, it was one of those things like when you addressed it, it's like you weren't allowed to because, you know, I grew up in this neighborhood and it's like, yeah, but like that, that doesn't necessarily give you the license to just like, you know, adopt this accent. Yeah. You know? I mean, e- even, you know, especially specifically talking about rap and uh, black culture, you know, when, when you have someone that is performing black music, you know, it, and the, the discussion's been, you know, with Eminem, what things can you say? There's certain words that, black rappers can say that white rappers can't say um and i'll say like i've i've been to jail before guys and when, when i was in jail once i saw a white guy drop an n-bomb talking to his friends and i was like holy shit i'm like this is and the but they were cool with it because he grew up with them in that neighborhood there's there's all sorts of weird factors that go into stuff like that but like now that you mentioned he brought that up, I, I might want to watch that episode because, like, I, I, I really, I really am for like seeing other people make nuanced discussion about. That's a really tricky subject to stick the landing on, you know, without offending people. But like, as long as you're being honest and open about something, I, I think that's an interesting topic to go to. Dude, definitely. I mean, listen, the first episode, 
even in itself it's like it's ba- it's in korea it's set in korea because it's like dicky is uh trying to make a k-pop song and like they address like how like the dark side of k-pop that like people don't you know don't often like talk about and like i i, I definitely think season two like for you like if you started i mean there's only like four episodes out so far and like each episode right. is like you know it's pretty fucking good like even again like with the first episodes dealing with him where it's like i think you definitely as a creative person i wouldn't necessarily say like i'm a creative much in the sense like you and like i would consider like you and dicky but this like pressure sometimes of like i gotta put out because you know because his computer gets stolen they're like oh no your music's on there and he has not developed any music he's been so just basically like writer's blocked but afraid right. to admit it and like like I've definitely been there before, you know, where it's like, especially like when I was younger, I would write a lot. And then it's just like, there'd be instances in which I'm like, just full on writer's block, have nothing to to write about or speak about, but I have to like, Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm working on this. It's, it's going pretty good, you know? Cause you're just like embarrassed to be like, no, I've got nothing, you know? Well, oh. I'll tell you, like, I'm, I'm not a rapper or much of a writer to be honest, but like when it comes to designs, like, we do so many designs at pro wrestling tees. Like, I don't think people realize that like there's so much art coming in and a lot of that gets done by, you know, not so much anymore by me, but like at a time there was a ton of stuff that had to be done specifically by me. But now we got like Julio's doing a lot of stuff. Vinny's doing a lot of stuff. And I'm eternally grateful for those two. Cause sometimes like the pressure of it can be a little crushing, you know, mm-hmm. but like, most recently where I feel some of that like writer writer's block type uh, constriction is with like micro brawlers. I love doing micro brawlers, but then it's like sometimes I have to do so many that like, I'm like staring at the screen and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, you know what I mean? You start to lose the force for the trees at that point, And I can definitely like, you, you want to give someone something special for their figure. Right. And uh, like like recently, Brian Myers, we, we did his first figure in the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast four-way box, and accidentally they made his hair bright orange. And like to most people, you'd be like, "Well, he's a redhead. What does it matter?" And you know, I think behind the scenes, people are like, "Well, what's the, what's the big deal?" And like he was genuine, like, "This is my first brawler. I would like it to look more like actually like me." And I get that. Like, I have no qualms against that. But like you're constantly thinking of is this good enough to just get it out versus like, do I want to make some, I want I really want to make someone's moment special. I really want them to take this little thing and say, wow, this is me. He really got me. And sometimes that just takes a lot out of you, you know, where sometimes you're just sitting there and you're staring. You're like, what do I do now? And so I get, I get that feeling totally from his perspective. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just hard. Sometimes, you know, like, and I always feel bad specifically with like, like it's happened to me before with like tattoos. Mm -hmm. I've like, and with me, it's usually been like, all right, well, I I trust this person. And it's like, hey, I want, you know, I like, I I have a uh, a tattoo of like a a skull, like with a lucha mask and uh, with like a day of the dead kind of, you know, theme to it. Like, I literally remember with that, I was just like, hey, you know, I'm like, this is the area. I'm like, I want that. I just, I want a, a skull wearing a lucha mask with like a Day of the Dead theme to it. I was like, anything specific? I was like, I mean, this is kind of a reference picture. I was like, but if, if you know, by all means, if you, if there's something that you think would look fucking cooler, like, I'll go with that. And like, I remember showing up and he had like two or three different designs. And I was just like, Oh, can I have all of them? But I, you know, I was broke, so I was just like, okay, like, I'll take this one. But it's like one of those things where it's like sometimes to me, like if I have a very specific idea, let's say I wanted, I'm like, Dave, can you make me this logo with this specific font and this specific style? It's clearly a parody of, you know, I want it to look like, the, the, I, don't, I don't know, the Kill Bill. No, that, that's not even, you know, just like I wanted to look like the Back to the Future font. Can you make me this so it looks like in the Back to the Future font? Well, then that I imagine would be relatively easy for you to be like, oh, okay, back to the future font. As opposed right. to if I was like, Dave, uh, you know, I, I have an idea for this. This is, you know, uh, can, this is my idea for this. You think you can come up with something? 
and I, I feel like I often feel times where it's just like, well, yeah, I can come up with a hundred different things, you know, I was like, but you have, you have no reference point in mind. It's like, no, just whatever you think is cool. Well, that's always the hard thing too, especially as an artist. Um, sometimes if someone tells you something, you'll instantly, you'll have a clear idea of, Ooh, I got a good idea. And normally that's a good sign to hear from an artist. Like, Ooh, I got you. You know what I mean? But sometimes, and I get this a lot from people, they'll say, well, you're, you're the professional. You just do whatever you want. I'm like, but it's not like, I, I won't care about it because it's not for me. You know what I mean? Like you'll care very much more about this finished product than I will tell me what you want. And sometimes when you go that way, they'll say, just do whatever you want. I trust you. And you give it to them and they all of a sudden have a very clear idea of what they don't want. I like, oh, I don't like that move. They don't, it's like, just tell me from the beginning, don't waste my time. So. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel very bad. Like that's why, um, I mean, it's like funny enough, like with you, whenever you're like, Oh, they have a design for an idea. I'm always just like, yeah, like, yeah, like do it because I know, like, you know, I, I have, I do have the confidence, like, and honestly speaking, there's never been a time where you've like came to me with an idea for something that I've been like, Oh, that's stupid. Like, it's all usually just like, yeah, like, let's do that. And then when you like the final product comes out, it's just like, Oh, fuck you. That's so amazing. That's usually that, that is my reaction to like, you'll send me something. You're like, what do you think of this? And I'm just like, fuck you. <laughs> like how, how dare you be so talented? You know, like the, like how dare that be so good? Um, but yeah, no, def- I guess, I guess the, the underlying message in that is definitely check out Dave, uh, season one and two, because even in season one, there are some good episodes about like, again, topics that you wouldn't, you know, recommend. Like there's very good, like, mental health episode of any of anyone listening like uh knows someone who suffers with bipolar disorder has had like mental health issues yourself like uh, i believe it's episode five of season one that's like it's very uh it, it, hit, it hits home for most people um but yeah uh man we kind of just been rambling on now for a while about tv again th- this this was supposed to be more of just like a you know just a chill episode because i mean once again like it's the fourth. Everyone's chilling out. And everyone's chilling out. Um, We're best afterglow of of episode one hundred. Exactly. So uh, oh, go. I, I will say though, not to cut you off, we did have a little drama with us with something that happened in in the wrestling community. Oh yeah. Listen, if you're, if we'll, you're touch on it. we'll be vague. Yeah. If if you're trying to attend um, all out and you feel compelled to buy a suite. Um, do it through the official like now arena website because yes and uh, out there alert sharks yeah i I say this with a hundred percent certainty there is one person who has purchased a suite and uh they are not a junkie they have not been arrested they are not from canada uh and they only have one they only have one alias and that's kid cash. Yeah. If anyone out there is claiming that they have a suite or have purchased a suite, they are a thousand percent lying to you. Don't believe them. They are not going yeah. to war. They are going to go cry on Facebook. Um, yeah. If you're trying full to paper bag. Yeah, exactly. So don't, don't believe anyone. I mean, even the now arena's posted it a thousand percent. You're being lied to. Um, but yeah. All, Cause what? Chris Jericho retweeted it. Yeah, it's yeah. don't let anyone scam you, which is it's, it's fucked up. But I mean, listen, wrestling shows are starting to go back on the road now, so hopefully you can avoid scammers. Thankfully, I've you know never been scammed myself. Um, I know yeah. you know it's definitely not happened fifty three times, but yeah, definitely never happened. There's people out there that will take <laughs> wrestling fans as a whole get shit on by other fans, and it's unfair. And certain subsects of those wrestling fans also get maligned. It's sad that there's people out there that would take the confidence of those people that just want to have a friend, that just want to have a group to chill with and enjoy, you know, their fandom, which happens to be wrestling. And they'll take that and they'll work on a confidence scheme and then they'll try and fleece you for all your dollars. It sucks. And I hate that it happens. And something like that did happen. And, you know, through the power of our VIP group, we were all talking about it. We we kind of helped expose and get the word out and signal boost what other people have been saying for years. Um, but yeah, if it seems too good to be true, 
and the guy's not affiliated with anything official. Do some research, look into it, and whenever you flip those rocks over, the, the disgusting bugs will start coming out, and you, you'll find out normally that if it's too good to be true, it, it probably is. So, yeah, but but again, to be there at all in that bought legitimate tickets and got there through a legitimate source and didn't get scammed and we'll be happy to hang. Yeah. All out is, yeah, it's just right around the corner and there's several shows going on that week. So hopefully we can see some of you guys in person. Um, yeah. because again, like it's the COVID is still very much real, but, uh, you know, with things sort of opening back up and like, hopefully, you know, before, before wave two hits, cause it's, going to inevitably um we get to see some of you guys at wrestling shows and yeah. you know always make sure you say hi like you know we're we're friendly people we love taking pictures uh so yeah, yeah. um that's kind of it for this week again like we have the this you know on the patreon stuff if you already aren't and you know you, you want to subscribe by all means pwt or patreon.com forward slash pwt cast uh we'll be doing the luca magnata episode and then following uh, for the scrump and Sanks detective agency and following it up over at scrump and Sanks family video uh talking about netflix's don't fuck with cats uh and yeah hopefully you know it's as fun as uh we think it's gonna be because again it's just i've been talking about that nonstop since i watched it like i literally binge watched all three episodes like in one day because i was just so just shocked so shocked yeah. you know but uh yeah dave uh i i think that's i think that that caps it off for this week um for the pwt cast you guys i've been scrump and this is stank and this is friend of the show kenny omega kenny omega here friend of the show unfortunately we've run out of things to say and so well we must bid you adieu so until next time at the pwt's cast goodbye and good night bang bang